Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Better Leads podcast, and I have Jonathan Bros with me and Ty Meredith. How you guys doing? Good, buddy. How you doing? Wonderful, man. Excited. We are talking about Ugly Roof today, but these guys also have a roofing company, um, MHI. Do you guys want to just give a little bit of your guys' background and uh, in a brief format and why people should listen to you guys today? Actually, one second. Before we go into that, we're going to be talking about... Um, Roof Max versus Ugly Roof and the pros and cons. And we're gonna we're gonna try to be as impartial as possible. We're gonna talk about um, both of their pros. So that's up next. If you guys could give the little bit of about stuff. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, we're we're MHI Roofing. We've been in business since 1979. Uh, I bought the company in 2011, and we've grown. Uh, you know, year after year. Uh, last in the last two years, though, because of the the advent of roof rejuvenation into our business each year, each year we've grown about 40%. So uh, growing leaps and browns and bringing in John Brose and all his systems and processes has really exploded our company on the roofing side of things. Can I ask a really personal question? Where are you guys out of revenue? Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, this year we'll be between that 11 and 12 million range. Awesome. Yeah. John. And then my background, man, I'm a, uh, I'm the son of a roofer of a roofer of a roofer, right? So it goes back to my great grandpa, been in the industry my whole life, um, you know, been, uh, been loving to do this. So got out of the field about 15 years ago and been on the management and the sales side of things and helping to run businesses and learn and, uh, met up with, uh, Ty a few years ago and, uh, it was a, a good match, right? You know, to have a good, a good, a good partnership. Uh, Ugly Roof kind of was born out of a necessity because we we wanted to add some other things to our company. And I'd been in the roof cleaning space for many years, and we were going to bring the roof cleaning back. And we already had the name, the Ugly Roof, blah blah blah. You know, all the fun stuff with that. And then we're like, there's got to be something more because just cleaning it was actually damaging the sheets. So. You know, so, so, so we decided to look at other avenues. So that's that's kind of how it was born. What's wrong with damage? You that just allows us to replace that sucker quicker, right? Uh, we don't want to be responsible for the damages. Like when you clean a roof, you dry right the it, roof though. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a good point. Yeah, because I do see. You know, I actually was. I'm happy that people have some kind of an option to. Yeah, it's hard with the cleaning stuff, right? It's just it you said it dries it out. Yeah. Yep. It can dry. Um, okay. premature. So we're going to talk about rejuvenation and how you can do this in such a way to keep it uh, clean and lasting longer. But before we get into that, just this idea of repairs, there's some roofing companies that don't want to do repairs and actually swear by not doing repairs because there's something I'm just going to try to give their point of view. I'm not saying I agree with it, but there is a certain group of people that will say, I don't want to do repairs because I'm becoming liable now for this roof. I don't want to be liable. I don't want my work to be now responsible. So now this homeowner thinks it was my fault that there's a leak in a year just because I made one repair. Um, so give me why repairs for, for that faction. Yep. So we started repairs. Oh, maybe three, four years ago, and we weren't doing them right. Uh, when, when you get into the repair business, you have to know how to price it right. 
you, you know how to do it right to give an effective repair so you don't have issues in the future. And that was a learning curve. Uh, but that's something that we help people with uh, on the ugly roof side of things on on building that repair side of their business. Because when you're in a home with a homeowner, for years, we were just trying to sell a roof at all costs. Because when you're salesmen and go into a house, they want to sell something and they're trying to sell a roof replacement, even though you may not need one. So by adding repairs into our business, it made us an authority and uh, made us more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, John? Made us more- um, it's, it's trustworthy. Believable. Trustworthy. Yeah. Trustworthy. Yeah. I was going to say believable. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're, we're looking to take care of that roof for that homeowner, whatever it might be. If it's as simple as a small repair, then it's a small repair. If they need a replacement, we're going to show them that they need a replacement. Yes, absolutely. And I do think like, if you never do repairs, like it's just very hard to trust. It is hard to trust you, man. Like if you're just not that company that does it, and you were saying this before our podcast, it's also like, what if I need a, some kind of maintenance or a repair or something in like three years, if there's something that goes wrong with this roof? I mean, if yeah, it's, it's not the their first roof, they might know there's something that could go wrong, you know? Yeah. And it's the retention part of it too, right? So, you know, if you're willing to do the repair on the front end, you know, in two years, three years, four years, when it's time to do the roof, now you're the guy that they remember right? Because they call mm -hmm. 10 or 12 or 15 guys and ethically they just don't do repairs. And at the end of the day, it's like, well, so what are they going to do if there is an issue when, when they install a new roof in two years, right? So mm -hmm. let's say that the, you know, all we're doing is new installations in two years. I don't have a repair tech, you know, how do you trust that person? So, so it goes back to the ethics and the, and the trustworthiness of being a roofing contractor mm -hmm. as you take care of that roof, you know, with that homeowner. All right. I know you guys don't want to do this, but I'm the guy that needs the clickbait. So that's why I came up with ugly roof versus roof max roof nice max. Stuff. I'm sure we don't hate you, you know, but I got to get this product versus. So first on product, um, what is the difference on the product offering between ugly roof and roof max? So, so first of all, roof rejuvenation is here to stay. Uh, we, we've talked with numerous manufacturers. They're not offended by the product. They're, roof roof rejuvenation as a whole is here to stay. RoofMax has a phenomenal product, how they go to market. Uh, our product for a roofing contractor, we feel is better. It's not just spraying oil on a roof. We do what's called a refresh, repair, and restore. So we do clean the roof. We do the necessary repairs as a roofing contractor to make that roof sound and then we rejuvenate it and bring it back to life. Mm. So refresh, repair, restore versus just rejuvenation is, yeah. is the big difference. Cause you can't, I mean, that's, that's one thing that I think a lot of people have as like an objection to this category, which is you're just going to spray something on and fix this roof up. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. There's no spray. I'm just telling you, this is how I would feel, you know, yeah. there's no spray that's going to fix everything. And what you guys are saying is you're not crazy. That's true. Right. There may Correct. be some underlying issues that need to actually be repaired. And then this is an addition to some of that. Of the roofs that we spray, maybe 5% of them can just be sprayed. Uh, you're not mm. giving that homeowner the instant gratification of a, having a clean roof when you leave, uh, when you don't clean the roof. And you're not taking care of the necessary things on the roof. Maybe it's just, a, just 
uh, a tune-up or maybe there's shingles missing or maybe ridge cap missing, whatever, whatever it might be. We want to make sure we take care of the repair through our inspection. And then, then that, that, that special sauce, that, that magic rejuvenation is, is really, really what makes that roof sound and softens those shingles and brings it back to life. Can you give me just like, maybe just switch it up, John, give me a little bit of like, I don't need the full magic, all the, the secret sauce, but just what is this product that's getting some kind of more life out of these shingles? What is the real science? So it's methyl ester, right? So there's multiple ways to pull in methyl ester, but, but it's a methyl ester. Um, you know, the, the first guys that actually did it was back in 2000 for refuge. So they've used it on roadways since the mid eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been testing it and all the market testing stuff, but methyl ester is the key to this. So, so there's a couple of ways to get there, right? So, you know, guys can go buy the soybeans, crack the ester out of it that way, you know, put it into a tank and then set, and then, you know, send that off to the contract. I'm not telling you to give me the whole breaking bad yeah. system here. I'm just saying like, yeah. what does it do? Methyl ester, so single? Yeah. it attaches to the, to the, it, it, it bonds itself back to, to the asphalt to make it yeah. malleable again, makes it flexible, make it stick down again. So, I mean, that's okay. the basics of, of what, Okay. You know, sorry. So that's why you're saying the manufacturers aren't mad at this. Cause they're kind of like, yeah, keep our shingles working longer. That's great. So when the shingle is, you know, when a shingle dries out from the sun and the, and the rain and the weather, when it dries out, it's more susceptible to wind damage, to granule loss. When it's soft again, then it all mm. settles down. It reattaches. It's less susceptible to all those items. Mm. Right. It's not brittle. Okay, now, right. Yeah. So the whole brittleness test, right? We can pass that brittleness test. That's a big one. Are you sick of what passes for leads these days? What's wrong with leads? Or Facebook ad leads? Yeah. Not much, unless you want to be the lowest bidder on every job. I wear a lot of hats, but search engine marketing and website, I've passed off to a Google specialized team. Okay, so let's go into the business model between Ugly Roof versus Roof Max. What is the real business model difference? So Roof Max has a, a phenomenal business. They've they've put on lots of dealers. They have they've really gone after independent people who want to own a franchise, uh, uh, power washers, and it's ideal for them. We feel that our product is ideal for the roofer. Uh, that's a separate, completely separate entity. It's a separate QuickBooks. It's a it's a new business that you're running. You're saying if they if they did roof max, it has to be a separate business from their current separate business. entity. Yes. From what we understand about, it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, from, from what and, we understand. But ultimately, what you're saying is this can just be layered on to a roofing company, and it's it's a product offering, not a separate business. A hundred percent, an add-on to your existing business, and then we show you through our systems and processes, our sales presentations, how to really get after this product as a roofing company. Yeah. Mm. And it could be a differentiator for a while. I mean, <laughs> I know that it's going to get. I believe you guys are on the come up. I think this is a, a innovative just category, but as time goes on, there'll be more and more of these, but in the meantime, in your area, you might be one of the 
whatever, five or 10 that are doing this type of thing. So you can kind of separate yourself in a bigger market, right? The, there's not going to be as many people doing this uh, kind of, it, it does feel innovative to, to an average homeowner potentially. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And from a roofing contractor standpoint, the revenue, it's night and day. The dollars yeah. per day that a two-man crew can do versus your five-man roofing crew is almost mm. double. So it's much more because it's not that like crazy comp like complicated to apply. No, two men. You got one guy on the roof who does your repairs, uh, one specialty guy like your repair guy that does the spraying and everything, and then a person on the ground that can be anybody really. Yeah, so it's yeah. very simple, simple process. What percentage of your the people doing this right now under the un, the ugly roof um, brand or franchise? Is it a franchise? It's not a franchise model. No, it's a dealership. It's a, dealer. it's a dealership. Dealership. Okay. Under the ugly roof dealership um, are doing this kind of as a, as a standalone business. Cause there, there's people that would do that. Right. That, that potentially I'm just like, dang, I want one of these. So yeah. like yeah. versus the we people like uh, most is 90% of it in existing roofing companies right now. We don't do it. We tried that whole model. We went to Florida, opened up a couple locations and when we were in those markets as a roofing contractor versus just an ugly roof dealer, they didn't have the trust factor. The reason yeah. we target roofing contractors is we want this to be done right for the homeowner. We want yeah. it to be yeah. a full product all the way through. And mm -hmm. whatever that roofing contractor is, like MHI Roofing in Pittsburgh, that's a trusted name and a trusted brand. Mm -hmm. So it's much yeah. easier to get into the market that way. So just kind of give me a little bit about um, the cost for the homeowner, like an average cost of one of these. Cause I, I'll, I'll be real. Like I'm still going to be concerned about costs no matter what I do with my roof. So like, is this a $2,000? Sorry, I'm, I'm not trying to anchor the, the no, thing no, weird, but how much no. does this cost for me as a homeowner? It's about 20 to 25% of the cost of a roof replacement. So okay. your roof is, if it's a $10,000 roof replacement, you're looking at anywhere between $2,000 and $2,500, depending on the roof. Okay, cool. That's, well, that's where you, nice. That's where you need the product to be. You know, there's that there's that, uh, that line of demarcation. If it's 40%, then yeah. it doesn't make sense for the homeowner. Then we steer the homeowner to go toward a roof replacement because they, right. it's not worth that investment for them. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. How about like profit margin for your average roofer with this product? Generally speaking, that same $2,500 job you'll make just as much money on that $2,500 job as you will in a $10,000 roof replacement. And you're in and out in about two to three hours max, depending on the size <laughs> of the repair too. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. I can, yeah, I can see uh, the it's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal add on in our audience right yeah. now. So, say that yeah. again. It's a, it's just a phenomenal add on also yeah. on the flip side of it too, what it does for your salespeople um, our sales guys were hovering in that, in that mid 35, you know, 36% close rate. Now we're in the mid 45, 46, 47% close rate for all of our guys, because when we're, when we're in a house, we have something else to sell. Mm. There's, we're giving the homeowner all the options. Now our closing percentage as an entire company is an entire company. It's over 44% right now. Um, and that's across the board. And we're in a hundred percent retail. We have no help from storm. We get no freebies. We're a hundred percent sales company. Uh, so those kind of closing percentages are solid. Our, you know, our goal is to get over 50, but, but having these other options when you go into a house and it's not only a roof to sell, now you have rejuvenation, 
or a roof to sell. And it's really, really changed the game for our company. That's why we've grown 40% year over year the last two years. That's a, that's a big one, man. I feel like that was very persuasive just then. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. Like I think a lot of people get absolutely too focused on that, that top line revenue and not as focused on the profit. But when you said that, it's just really, I think it clicked for me. So I, I appreciate that. So based on that, if that's real, and I don't know, I don't know how real that is. You tell me how real that is. You talk to these guys and see if it might be a good fit for you as a roofer. But why is this going to, I mean, talk to me about why rejuvenation just at, at large. Why is this going to be big? If you, if you believe it's going to be big, is that, is that the case? Do you believe that rejuvenation is on the come up and is going to be significantly higher percentage um, of we roofers? Do. I'll let John yeah. answer that question. We do for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, some of the things too, with it too, Tim is asphalt production. So let's just start with that. So what we're hearing from shingle manufacturers is, the last 10 years, the quality of asphalt flux has gone downhill, right? So, so you've seen it on, on other shows and people talking about the degradation of shingles. But what's really happening is we're getting better on the front end of refining oil and all that stuff too. So the, the flux is no longer really available. So now it used to be 22% you know, precipitate. Now it's a 7% and it's going to go to 35 and 2 and like. So the more that we keep refining and building these cracking plants and putting it in with biofuels and all this other stuff that we're doing, you're going to have less and less asphalt available. So th mm. there's actually a bell curve that, that we've seen presented on asphalt is probably going to take a major drop in about 12 years, right? You, you want to see a sustainability up, play here too, if you're real. It's a sustainability like, play. So, so not, what do you do with all that? I mean, I'm, I love, I'm, I'm grateful for roofers. I'm, I believe it's super important business of providing shelter for mankind. And it's very wasteful if you put on a roof before you need a new roof. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not like these things are great for recycling. So, well, yeah, you have the landfill issues that are, yeah. that are a huge problem. They have that big old mound down there in, in Texas. Uh, but also from a from a roofing contractor standpoint, this is recession proof. When, when mm. you, know, you see what's happening with the economy right now, we're at a yeah, it's, it's it's absolutely crazy. So this is a product where people have start getting tight on their money and not wanting to spend. If we can help fix their roof and give them another five years for a fraction of the cost, it's going to be huge for for our customers. And if your profit margins are going to be fine, that's that's what we're really focused. You know. As a roofer, that's all you need to be focused. You don't have to be focused on that that revenue number. Fuck it. Excuse me. But it's like, we don't need to be focused on that. So if you can keep your profit decent with a product like this, I think that that's, that makes a lot of sense. We talk about um, that every day with our sales guys. We have KPIs yeah. in place for them. We don't care if they sell a rejuvenation. We're not, we're not looking at that, that right. 11, 12 million uh, number. Because the yeah, profit yeah. margin as a whole, the, the entire company now yeah. is changing and going way up. <laughs> I like it. Um, so yeah. any last thoughts about why rejuvenation is going to take over here? And do you, what is going to increase adoption? So I'm sold. I believe it's going to be good for the roofing industry. I believe it will be good for the average roofer. I push, I, I strongly suggest repairs just because it's good for marketing, just to be honest. Mm -hmm. But what do, what do you think would increase adoption here? 
So that's to your point there, we market for roofing repairs now, because like, you know, you're in this world. Uh, it's a cheaper lead. It's a cheaper yes. way to go to market with it. So that's, that's huge. Uh, but we see, we're talking to insurance companies. Uh, we sprayed the head of claims for a major insurance company recently. They love it. So our goal is to help get this into the industry as a whole. Um, you know, our, our ultimate goal is to get it as a line item on Xactimate. So we're working all the different angles to bring this to the roofing industry as a whole. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and we know it's going to get there. Uh, we, we can't really divulge some of the conversations we've had with some people, uh, but we'll say that uh, things are moving and uh, it's, it's very exciting. And Let's right go. now is the oh. time to get in because you're at the forefront uh, of something really special here. Uh, so that's why it's exciting. I love it. Anything else yet? Where, where does somebody go to get started with you guys? If they wanted to be a dealer. So go to uglyroof.com. Um, there's the be a dealer tab that you can click on and you just fill out the form and we'll, we'll be in touch. Um, I mean, that's the best way you to do it. Is there a lot of startup costs to get there's, into it? There's just some initial costs for the equipment. Yep. To getting started. Uh, it's, it's basically a trailer cost and getting in business. It's as far as uh, it's not, it's not much to get in business. So what we like to do is we, we sit down with your company. We get some information from you. How many sales reps do you have? You know, what are your goals? Uh, do you do repairs already? Are you looking to get into repairs? And then we can kind of put a plan together for you and know if you're going to be successful. Uh, we've talked to hundreds and hundreds of roofers. We have, you know, lots of dealers in place. We know who can be successful and really who can't. So we've actually turned some guys away because they're just not a good fit. Yeah. And we know it's going to be an uphill battle for them. Can you give them, can you give talk to your absolute ideal person right now so that they know who they are? Like you said to me, it's like, if you had like three or four sales reps or something like that, you might be a little bit more well-equipped to take this on as a, as a product. Yeah. So talk are, to that person real quick and give them a little bit of like, this is who you are. Let's go. Yep. If you're already in, if you're already selling, if you have salespeople in place, three, four, five, you know, and more, if you have a sales organization where you have structures in place, that's ideal. We can help you grow with our sales process. The sales presentation that, that John has put together is absolutely, it, it's like nothing I've seen before. And I've spent a lot of money on sales systems in the past. Um, so, you know, that's ideal. If you're already doing repairs, this is a natural add-on to your repair department. And we can really help you grow in that repair department. So, you know, ideally, it's not the company that's that's sixty million dollars and already cranking and doing things. That that's going to be harder to implement into that business. Mm -hmm. Really, it's those companies that are in that you know four to five, six, seven, eight you know million dollar range that really want to take it to that next level. But but primarily increase profit margins. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk to a lot of roofers. And your average roofer is in that 10 to 12% net profit at the end of the day. We can really get it, you know, you know, get that bumped up in that, in that 15 to 17% as a whole, which is a big, it's a game changer. Music, music to my ears. Yeah. And I'm sure to a lot of roofers ears out there. So thank you guys for spending the time with me today. Um, the podcast is put on by hookagency.com and we appreciate you guys listening and watching the show. Thank you, Thank you, brother.